0: Hey, welcome to Midweek Move the podcast extension of The Healing Place, the podcast for we examine the scriptures line by line, verse by verse, and ask ourselves, what does it actually mean? Today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be taking another step into a conversation of Matthew chapter 6, verse 18, but first I want to remind you guys of last week's challenge. Last week, Pastor Scott asked us to take a moment and pray and ask God to provide moments in recognizing uh, who he is, what he is, and what he is doing, and then upon that, Simply giving thanks for it. How did that go for you? How were you challenged by that? How did God move in your life through those moments? Reach out to us, media hub at thbstreeport.com. So that being said, ladies and gentlemen, grab your Bible, grab your notebook, because we're diving deep once again into this conversation with our friend, Mike Conway of Fearless House in McKinney, Texas. sometimes it's easy to just be critical of our Christianity, because none of us are perfect Christians, right. right? So we can get a little down on ourselves. But I want people that are listening to, us to remember how many times they have said something by the Spirit. Yep. Prayed over their kid, and a miracle happened, spoke to their wife in a good way, or husband, yep. or to another person, and it, and they didn't even know where those scriptures came from. Yep. You ever have... I mean, now we, we both of us, this is what we do, so we know... A virtually all the verses. But I remember before I got to that point, uh, where I would, I would say things and and then and then find out it was a scripture. I yep. don't even know how that's possible. Well, yep. flesh and blood, it, this we're not building this thing on Scott and Mike being theologians. That's if we right. do our job well, we take complex dish issues in the Bible and kind of make them come to life and then get out of the way so people can yep. get it and go, oh, I needed that. So that instead of us revealing to them, Yep, the Spirit. I think the best messages and the best compliment to any of us pastors is, is teaching, which when I, call, when I teach, I, I, I like to, in my message, do what I call creating space, whether people know I'm doing it or not. I'm teaching something, but I want to create space so that as I'm teaching, people are starting to just take a moment and they start getting their own, own revelation, and not even, they might even check out to some degree from what I'm saying. How many times have you had somebody say, man, that was so powerful when you said this and this and this and this, and you were like, I did say that, but I I was going this direction, and and you know what they were saying was from God. Right. Because the Holy Spirit is teaching, where the Scriptures say, you don't really need that a man teach you anything. Well, why are there teachers then? Well, because we get it going. Right? We get We get the ball rolling, the anointing starts to move, we're saying things just like Jesus did to them, and all of a sudden
1: well, it's a, it's also a gift that yeah. Jesus gave to the Church to equip mm. us to to help grow us and mature us, a teaching gift yeah. that that brings out something not just information, but revelation by the Spirit, yeah of that's why line by line, man, you go line by line, you know, there's a guy he uh, man, the Lord's really been doing some awesome stuff through him, and he's just so hungry. And he jumped on the midweek move and Hmm. through that whole thing of Acts that we did, you know, we came over to McKinney and you and I did, I think, like Acts 10 or something. And he's like just voraciously going through it. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I get it now. Hmm. Like we're going line by line. And it's not, again, the gift is not ours. The gift was given by Jesus. We just simply use that gift to, again, given by Jesus, but to point people to Jesus because again, flesh and blood hasn't re- revealed it to you, right? But my Father who is in heaven, like, you you didn't get this on your own.
0: <laughs> well, isn't that why Jesus taught in parables? I mean, most people think Jesus taught in parables if you ask them. I was teaching in a seminary one time, not too long ago, right before COVID. And I asked well, several hundred students there, I said, why, does t- why did Jesus teach in parables? And they all said the same thing, to make it simple, to make it obvious, to... Make- I'm like, mm, just the opposite. He literally said, I teach in parables, that seeing you will not see, hearing you will not hear, because if you ever heard or you ever saw, your heart would be converted and you'd be changed. He taught in parables so that when he walked away, like he was gone, left the town, they could get their own aha moment because they're thinking about it and, trying, and all of a sudden it would be revealed and they could have ownership. Because it's one thing to be told what to think, it's another thing when flesh and blood doesn't reveal it to you. Jesus was so patient, so gentle that I was thinking about that as you were talking. Why didn't you just tell him? What a trust he had. Some of his pastors need to get a hold of that from the great teacher. He asks a series of questions, and he's going, Here's what's gonna He knows what's gonna happen. Sure. I'm gonna ask these questions. They're gonna respond. And without me telling them, they're going to get a revelation of who I am. And it's going to be the Father, by the Spirit, yep. that gives them this revelation. And from that moment on, and you know, we talk a lot about Peter denying Jesus and all that, but what if he wouldn't have had that moment first? So he has that moment where he says, no, you are the Christ. And then he has what all of us will have at moments, doubt and fear, anxiety, and it doesn't take much for him to just come roaring back for a lifetime and become who he was, one of the greatest apostles, yep. if not the greatest apostle, with Apostle Paul uh, that we've experienced. I mean, you know, one denomination, I'll call them that, uh, the Catholics, wonderful Catholics, they've claimed him. Like, I had a Catholic one time, I was raised Catholic, Irish Catholic. I didn't know much about God and I didn't really go to church, but so I wasn't raised that way, but my... Irish family was Catholic. And, uh, and they said, Well, Peter's our Pope. And, uh, and I said, Oh, that's awesome. I said, And I was just, I was probably a two year old Christian at the time, so I probably shouldn't have said this. I said, Oh, Paul's ours. And they're like, No, he's not. And I was like, Uh huh, he is. And, I, and then I thought later on as I got older, I don't care that the Catholics have claimed him, we get to claim them all. Now, is he the Pope? I don't even believe in the Pope concept, right? Right. But but all they're really trying to do, which I think is beautiful, is to relate to great people that they look at and they're inspired by and then try to get their faith to be similar. And I would say to every Catholic and everybody else, what a great example of Peter, that Peter is, is both on the negative side like us sometimes, you know, like all humanity, It's probably why Jesus used him in so many examples. And then just great exploits of faith would come out of him. And to me, it just shows the sovereignty of God upon human flesh when he's decided to make you and I the temple.
1: So where we're landing in this conversation this week is, you know, Peter, this guy who, you know, I I don't know if he's been misunderstood so much as just maybe misapplied in many scenarios... Some people look at him and say, hey, he's the guy that everything's built on. Some look at him and say, man, that guy just fell face first. Some people look at him and say, man, what an expression of grace that he would deny Jesus, but yet Jesus would restore him. And that's kind of where I land. Uh, Peter wasn't necessarily a great, great man. He wasn't a terrible man either. He's just a man. He was just a fisherman. (laughs) And... In his journey with Jesus, it was a constant journey of discovery and growth. It was a constant journey of Peter learning to get out of his own way and really listen to what Jesus said. And in this moment that the context of this moment we've been talking about in Matthew 16, where Jesus says, who do you say that I am? And Peter expresses, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That sounds easy for us. And It sounds very simple to us in 2022, but in that moment, that was a difficult moment for Peter. That was a defining moment in his life. Now, maybe he didn't even realize it. Maybe he didn't think a whole lot about it, but it was a defining moment in his life. Who do you say that I am? I know what everybody else is saying, but who do you say that I am, Peter? He made it personal. Jesus brought it from the sky view to the personal, eye to eye, face to face. And the Lord does that with us. We try to take the sky view sometimes because maybe it's uncomfortable for us. Maybe it's an issue of not wanting to take personal responsibility, but Jesus always makes it personal. He's never impersonal. He's never too distant. He always makes it personal because he cares about us. He cares about us together, and he cares about us individually. And Jesus cared about Peter. He loved him, but he loved all the disciples and all the apostles. He loved people, but yet he gives him this personal, intimate moment. And Peter comes to this place, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now we know that after this, man, he he blows it a lot. He argues with the other disciples. He's He's kind of waging a a soulish warfare against the other disciples to try to be Jesus's favorite. There's some jealousies that take place. We know all of that, and we deal with all of that. All of us as humans deal with that. But yet he lands in this place of he's not this superhuman guy, and he's not a super terrible guy. He's just a guy. And he's a guy that got to watch the life of Jesus be lived out in front of him and still yet deny him. But he's also a guy that, just like us, got to have a revelation of Jesus, the resurrected Christ, to got to have an encounter with Jesus, got to be filled with the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. And then this man who ran away from the struggle runs in. <laughs> he runs into the den in Acts chapter 2 and stands in front of thousands and declares a straight-up truth, no matter the consequences. Not because he was superhuman but because simply he was a broken man who got redeemed and restored and filled with the spirit of the Lord. And because of that folklore, whatever you want to call it has vilified him or has elevated him and worshiped and both are wrong because he's not the foundation. He's just the Petros, the little stone. Jesus is the foundation. And so for us this week, where we land in this is Yes, just like Mike said, we want to be associated with great people or great exploits. But it really isn't about that. It's simply about wanting to be intimate and personal with Jesus and for him to be our foundation. And when that happens, we will be a part of great exploits, even in the simplest things. Not because we're great, but because we are firmly rooted on the foundation of Jesus. So here's our action step this week. Could you believe this week, could you just take that step of faith to believe that you could be so in tune with Jesus that he would do something great through your life this week, that he would do something, maybe even the simplest thing through your life, that God would use it for his glory. Because when God uses something in our life for his glory, that is great. It doesn't make us great, but it is great because it's for the glory of God. So look for those opportunities this week firm up that foundation of that relationship with Jesus and then step out on that that plank on that 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 ship and say you know what Lord sink or swim man I know you can do great things Lord I know you can do it and I want to be a part of that let that be your prayer this week God bless you guys see you next time